0: Hello and welcome to our podcast, On Your Marks. My name is Peter, and I am the leader of St. Mark's Church in Jersey, a growing, friendly Anglican church in the centre of St. Helier. We want to take the Bible apart and see what's really in there, going beyond the face value to dig a little deeper into certain topics. We will bring you fresh content every week and hope you get a lot out of listening. So, if you're ready, let's go. Well, hello and welcome to another, another podcast, another edition of Ray's Take. Um, I'm here as usual with my friend Ray. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Splendid. So, um, yeah, on Sunday we um, had our talk on Titus 2 and today we're digging a little deeper, getting Ray's take on it. So um, if you didn't listen, um, or if you haven't listened already to last week's uh, podcast on Titus 1, it might be a good idea to do that first, um, as obviously that sets the the tone really for the rest of the letter. Um, But I will crack on now. I'm going to read uh, chapter 2 of Titus. um, And as always, we're reading from the ESV, English Standard Version. So um, after I've read it, we'll then go over to Ray for his take. Bond servants are to be submissive to their own masters. In everything they are to be well-pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, but showing all good faith, so that in everything they may adorn the doctrine of God our Saviour. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Saviour Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. Declare these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority, let no one disregard you. Wow. So, well, if you did listen to last week, an equally uh, direct, strong-worded chapter,
1: right? Yeah, sure is. Um, but just, just bear in mind, it's, um, uh, I am reminded of my days at Theological College over 50 years ago, when we used to corrupt a well-known uh, Christian song... Um, and use the word here. I'm S-O-U-N-D, I'm S-O-U-N-D. I know I am, I'm sure I am, I'm IVF, you see. IVF was the International... What is it called? The International Varsity Varsity Fellowship. Fellowship. And um, (laughs) you you needed at my theological college to establish your sound credentials. (laughs) And um, so it became a bit of a joke. But it, it, <laughs> What's the original song? I don't know it. Oh, uh, I forget now. It's, it's <laughs> <Just> so embedded. <laughs> <laughs> the alternative is, I'm H-A-P-P-Y. Yes, I'm H-A-P-P-Y. Oh, right, OK. I'm H-A-P-P-Y. I know <laughs> I am, I'm sure I am. And so on. Hilarious. And... Uh, um,
0: But the point is sound.
1: Sound is not unimportant. Mm. And this is what Paul is trying to do here for Mm. Titus, isn't it? To ensure that he's got a solid foundation. That's that's the whole point of, of this, is to give such a solid, firm foundation that that foundation, yes, is in Christ... Um, but it is in what we believe about him and about the message that he's entrusted to us. Uh, And so he uses the word sound, which...
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, you can read it, if you like, as a firm foundation. Yeah. I um, used to work in stuff to do with foundations. Um, I worked for an engineering company um, that specialized in establishing secure foundations really um but we hand augured 60 foot in london clay i remember once um but uh, it was to ensure that the foundations for building on that site were secure and strong and firm and this is what paul is doing here older men First, older women likewise. Quite interesting, isn't it? And I find this is quite a challenge. Um, I think I might fit into the older men now. Um, that <laughs> ne- next week I'm 83, so, oh, wow. so I'll, um, I'll accept the call to be an older man. <laughs> yeah sober-minded dignified self-controlled
0: sound in faith in love and steadfastness
1: oh right so when i'm enjoying my meal out on my birthday on on the expenses of my son (laughs) um, i will not indulge too dramatically i don't think
0: (laughs) yeah i think ray i think you personify Uh, these
1: things. Good. I definitely think you do. We're called to do so. Yeah. And again, he's using very challenging words, really, let's face it. it, Putting this into the context of of the Middle East in that time, um, no doubt it was necessary. And he was addressing somebody who was ministering in the context of a society... Um, that was prone to alcohol.
0: Mm.
1: What are we doing here in Jersey, or in yeah. today's world? Um, similar situation for us.
0: Well, actually, and so, and the the Cretan culture was so different. Yeah. Um, in that they, they had many gods. You know, and Zeus being the head god, and Zeus who was a. You know, a philanderer and you know they used to tell stories of his, you yeah. know, uh, you know his um, looseness and going around with women, and yeah. Yeah. so they what they idled him. But this is Titus. Or Tim, Paul is calling Titus to remind people of the one God who does not lie. Yep. And integrity is so important. Yep. And so, chapter two. It's interesting because the title it does say teach sound doctrine, but as I read it, I, it it has this obvious call to focus on the home and to
1: get the household sorted yeah yeah that's where it starts Uh, you have to live out the life that you are proclaiming so that there has to be some integrity here and there, there has to be a match between how you behave in the context of your home life and how you behave in the pulpit
0: I think we that culturally we have a few sayings like practice what you preach or if you're going to talk the talk you got to walk the walk yeah. kind of thing people expect that of us yes. un-hypocritical yeah unhypocritical living yeah yeah but not just of us of anybody if you proclaim something to then it to to tally up with your private life we yep. kind of hope so don't we
1: yeah absolutely and important. Let's go on a bit mm. and train both the young young women and young men as well. It's not just the old guys who've got to sort themselves out, but it's the younger leaders as well. To be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands in this case. Um, I don't know how we... Interpret that in today's world? Badly, I think. Um, Probably, but uh, I as a man have to be careful what I say. Mm. Um, But uh, I I think I would want to step back and say, well, what's the equivalent to me as a man? Um, I am to live a life that is totally submissive to Christ. So I set the standard for submission. And if I get it wrong, then I can't blame anybody else for getting it wrong. But it's so, so fundamental, this, to living out the Christian life. It's, we, we don't live a life that is dominant or dominating, but a life that is humble and submissive so that Christ becomes Lord in all. Mm-hmm. So
0: it, it It is interesting because I wonder how much of what Paul is writing to Titus here is contextual to the island because he's obviously dealing with issues that are going on in Cretan culture yeah. when we read um, Ephesians it, it talks about the relationship between husbands and wives The whole the whole chapter is started with husbands and wives submit to one another and so there's this is that it talks about a, a mutual submission first and then it goes on to other things yeah. um, about the order below that. So I guess my point is that in Cretan culture, um, there was clearly an issue with yes. younger women you know, uh, g- going off and sleeping around um, and not settling down with faithful men and you know, having yep. having families, and that was a risk, uh, posed a risk, and those within the church were supposed to be setting a standard. Yep. Uh, am I on the right lines? Or? Yes, you
1: are. Um, but bear in mind the passage includes both men and women equally. Yes. Um, with a, a real challenge to the men as well as the women. It's not one-sided at all. Um, and when it speaks of the younger men to be self-controlled and all of that, That is issuing quite a challenge to them. And in the context of um, an uncontrolled society, to call them to self-control under God, uh, is quite a contrast in the situation in which they find themselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that then leads me to think, right, what is the parallel to the here and now for us because yeah cretan culture uncontrolled anything goes you know idolizing zeus and the other gods who you know anyway we may not go there but the point is yes uncontrolled and yeah titus is then calling the church to be controlled so you know what we don't have to answer it now but what is the what is the equivalent to here and now and how our households work and is it christlike and
1: he interestingly um focuses to some extent on the t- on the use of the tongue um in terms of speech mm. and challenges them to watch what they say yeah because then this is consistent with with paul that it's not the only time he refers to this, and he reminds Christians of the time that the tongue is a powerful weapon, um, and it betrays what's going on inside. Mm. And we had to be incredibly careful how we speak. Yeah. In terms of in, in every situation. I'm just trying to
0: bring up, or get to the verse. But it's in, isn't it in James where it says tongue is, is deadly full poison, full of evil? And
1: yeah, well, that's James. So that and that's a yeah. Good one.
0: I, lo- I actually love that that whole um, analogy and picture of the tongue being like a rudder of a ship and being small but actually changes and um, uh, can change the course of everything and what we can pour out good can pour out evil and I I hadn't noticed that when I was reading through this that yeah. it is is about that uh, the, the focus on speech be careful and we seeing in verse eight sound speech that cannot be condemned. So that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. Yep. Hmm. And even with the bond servants, it's interesting as well, isn't it? Because they say, not argumentative.
1: Yep. You know, again, it's... It presents with a bit of a problem, in that um, it doesn't condemn the idea of bond servants. Mm-hmm. Um which is close to the word slave, I think. Mm. Um, so um, you would hope that the church began to recognise the inappropriate nature yeah. of slavery. Yeah. Um, the culture was so different. Uh, but the culture years, thing is, yeah. so, yes, yeah, huge.
0: Huge difference in culture. And, th- and this was radically different because bond servants or slaves, in light of the gospel, in the church were counted as equal. Yes. You know, which was radical.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I think uh, around my reading, this, this call in verse 9 to bond servants is important because in light of their newfound freedom in Christ, uh, some of them were starting to be argumentative and disobeying the, the people they worked for. And so, you know... The doctrine of the of God, our Saviour, you know, it was it was bringing it into disrepute, and they were taking part in slave rebellions and things like this. And so, Titus, my understanding is, is calling bond servants to be godly in the role that they're doing.
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely. But it's not fully formed. No, um, no, and that's something we had to recognize yeah. and yes. accept. One hundred
0: percent. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And then we come on to what is the sort of, what I think is the glorious core message to yes, the believers.
0: I, I, as you I read it, up. I knew you'd love this. Oh, I love it. Love, <laughs> it, love it.
1: For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self controlled, upright. And godly lives in the present age now what what's not said there um, you, you've got the gospel in a nutshell, and
0: we're at verse eleven for anyone listening <laughs> verse yeah. eleven yeah
1: absolutely, and that encapsulates you know, why am I telling you to live in this way. Why am I giving these instructions? What's, what's, what's it about? What, why do we have these priorities and attitudes? Why is it important? It's important because of the grace of God, because that needs to dominate. Mm. It needs to dominate your lives, and it needs to dominate your church, Not, and nothing else is good enough. And it's so, um so powerful that.
0: So the first half of this chapter, um, up to verse ten, there are obviously some contextual issues. There are that Titus is dealing with, but this verse eleven and twelve.
1: But is, before we um, escape the challenge for no. ourselves, um, they may be contextual. To a certain extent, but but out of them comes come those first ten verses comes teaching that challenges us today as well. Um, The quality of our lives in Christ matter. Mm. How we behave matters. Yes. How we conduct ourselves in the public arena matters. Because how people see us they see Christ. There's no other. Mm. That's
0: right, I think at least three times uh Paul says about that so that the gospel isn't brought into yeah. into bad light or whatever. So, so
1: so we we don't escape our responsibility under that. No. Um, no. And yet the reason this is so important is in verse eleven. Yes. Because in what people need to see is the and experience is the grace of God, and they will see the grace of God in changed lives and in quality of living. Can we say that again so yeah, they will we see need the grace, the grace of, God. of God in changed lives in the quality of our Christian lives, and it's so important and vital that they do yeah.
0: Gosh, I I actually love that. That's going around in my head, Ray. People Mm. need to see the grace of God, and people see the grace of God in changed lives. Absolutely. Transformation Mm. in people's lives that are changed. And that's where verse 12 comes in, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age. Yep.
1: Mm. And yet we haven't arrived mm. and it's the best is yet to come uh, do you
0: know what this is one thing that i have got from you and I, you know it's fine we still we we it's not stealing it's borrowing uh but <laughs> you've said sure. it over and over again and so i'm now starting to say it you know with ever increasing glory until glory you know this transformation mm. And you refer to it all the time. <laughs> and I'm sure our listeners have heard it many times. And that's so important, isn't it? Um, mm. Yes, I'm transformed. But it's not the full picture. Yeah. It's ever increasing. It's a daily. And yep. the best is yet to
1: come. Yeah, yeah. We press on to the glory that there is mm. yet to be. And that's apparent here. And it's lovely that he incorporates that challenge and that hope. Redeem us from all lawlessness, and to purify for himself a people for his own possession. We are Christ's. We must therefore live for Christ. We must therefore demonstrate Christ.
0: Mm. And it's funny, actually, you got from verse eleven to verse fourteen, you know, with three verses, but in in a way, this is the, the gospel. This is the gospel, in you know, and what we're to do about it. Yeah, it's all there. In, sorry, in four verses. Yeah. Four verses. Yeah, powerful. So, Ray, take a take-home message. Uh, the thing I'm taking home, but you don't have to agree. <laughs> I, lo- I, re- firstly, is about that. Uh, this is the gospel in those four verses, and I like people need to say the need, people need to see the grace of God, and the grace of God is seen through changed lives.
1: Yep, I'll go with that.
0: That's our message for today. That's it. Fantastic. Well,
1: great to be with you. And
0: you. See you next week.
1: <laughs> we do
0: hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share with your friends on social media. And please do get in touch with any suggestions or comments you may have. Thanks for listening and see you next time.